It's the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead, nhtalkradio.com to get the back episodes of the show. And be sure to follow New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, posting all sorts of... Uh, as the seasons change, photos from from around the state and additional these interviews. This week, I'm excited to be joined by Gene Martin. He's the brand new executive director with the New Hampshire Fiscal Policy Institute. Uh, new Hampshire Fiscal Policy Institute is an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to exploring, developing, and promoting public policies that foster economic opportunity and prosperity for all New Hampshire residents. You can learn, learn more about them at nhfpi.org. Thank you so much for joining me. Excited to dive into what this group does. Perfect, Angel. Thanks so much for the invitation. Thanks for having me. So, when when you hear nowadays about institutes like yours, often they have a political motivation for them. When you're talking about the the New Hampshire Fiscal Policy Institute, how does its mission? Uh, what is its mission, generally speaking? First, and, and what sort of work happens within it uh, to make sure that it's it's looking beyond the partisan lens? Absolutely. And so as you sort of mentioned, we're a nonpartisan, nonprofit, really independent policy research organization. We're based in Concord, right across from the state house. And so we look at the state budget rate. So let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. We're really the only organization that's really looking primarily at the state budget and state revenue policy and how that interacts with the state economy, healthcare policy, education policy, and really the economic security for grant staters, whether they be families or individuals. And we have a particular focus uh, with people with low and moderate incomes. And so we really provide just the facts. We don't advocate, we don't lobby, we don't take positions on issues. We really say, here's what the data shows, right? We do a deep dive, lots of spreadsheets, uh, you know, lots of uh, facts to go and citations to back them up. But really for us, it's about providing data and then other folks can go and use that it's a resource for policymakers on both sides of the aisle, for advocates, for the press. We, there's a lot of stories that are that are mentioned because of our uh, data. And then regular everyday folks, if they care about an issue, whether it's sort of uh, the DD wait list or sort of education policy, they can look to our work, be informed, and then take action if they so choose. How how do you come uh, come up with your research that you that you work in? Like, where do you collect the data with, and what organizations do you partner with? Because it's very hard for a small house to be able to really cover as many topics as you have. Like, your website has so much stuff on it. I started scrolling through. I'm like, this is over my head as someone that that's not, not big into data and necessarily writing policy. But I, I can imagine it's very useful, especially if you're working on policy. Uh, how do you collect your data, and uh, who do you work with for uh, for getting it together. Absolutely. So we really try to go to the primary source. So if we're talking about sort of data about what New Hampshire looks like, demographic information, we're going to the census. It, you know, there there are a number of highly reputable sort of government um, run sort of tools. And so we look to sort of things like that. A lot of our work, for example, in the you know, in the next few weeks, we'll come out with um, an issue brief on, on Medicaid expansion, sort of looking at What's been successful about that program? Like, what's like, what is the, what have the impacts happened? So we sort of look to sort of the Department of Health and Human Services to sort of get that data. It's a challenging uh, process to sort of do and slice through it, but sort of those are the sources that we're looking for. We don't necessarily do surveys ourselves, but we're going to those primary data sources, usually from some government agency, and then looking at that and then providing findings. How much? How much? Uh, how many staff members do you have to in house that work on this, and how much of it is working with outside groups? 
Yeah, great question. So for so, so there's the executive director. We have uh, Phil Sledden, who's the research director. So if you really ever want to do a deep dive on a policy issue, Phil could uh, recite the numbers chapter and verse, right? He's really fantastic. Uh, we have another policy an- analyst position that's currently vacant. We have a comms, a communications manager. Then we have a communications and operations associate. It's a really small organization. We're looking to grow in the coming years uh, because there's so many just I can't tell you, I've been on for three weeks and the amount of folks who've said, hey, Gene, you all should, I have a project for you. You should talk about homelessness or you should talk about sort of, you know, the fact that health centers are closing in the North Country, what that means for folks. So there's always someone who has an idea. The, the challenge is how do we have the capacity to sort of provide that analytical support? It takes a long time to provide sort of briefs that are sort of detailed but again, these are high quality. So we're looking to staff up in the coming years to sort of provide more support because as I've learned in the first few weeks, there's so much more that we could be doing and sort of there's unmet needs throughout the state. Yeah, there's so many different ways that you, you can look at where how money's used, how the economy's operating, all these different aspects you, you've brought up. I mean, I, I see it often as a member of the media. <laughs> I, I see it very much where investigative journalism basically is just not possible anymore in-house at so many of our local news outlets across the state and across the country for that matter and so the the national outlets just don't have those opportunities to to really get down in the weeds and state to state because it takes so much staff and money and it's great seeing organizations like grand city news collaborative step up but i'd imagine it's a very similar thing on the policy side where you really got to have uh you it, it's very time consuming like you gotta have the right people the data scientists that can go in and say like okay these are these are <clears throat> what's going on with all these just countless data points and what data points actually matter for what you're trying to get across Absolutely. And so it, it takes us a, a good amount of time because we want to make sure that we're what, even getting the data. Sometimes it will take oh, yeah. months, you know, because we, we we really ask, you know, we can ask for a data set, but there's maybe 20 things that we're really looking to sort of do. And so sometimes it takes a few months just to get the five. You know, we want to write the report. So we kind of wait. So it, it, it takes a good amount of time, but we want to make sure that we get it right, that we're factually accurate and that we're helping folks in timely manner. So that's certainly a challenge, you know, again, and with the journalists, you know, I think rely on that support to sort of help them inform the public. And so we try to do our part. You know, we love our uh, journalists and, and folks in the state um, who cite our work and be able to use that to talk about sort of the issues that are happening, you know, because not everyone follows the ins and outs of Concord, right? And so part of, you know, my sort of um, vision moving forward is how do we take something that's really complex like the state budget but really connected to folks you know i'm i have a two young kids and so child care really matters to me when i think about some of my friends we think about housing all those things are connected a state budget is a sense essentially uh our policy right this our as in the state of new hampshire's policy and so when we adopt a budget when legislators adopt a budget that's all interconnected and so that affects our workforce and so really how do we break that down there's always someone who cares about one particular issue so how do we provide that uh support so that's going to be key moving forward and how do we again democratize that data so people have it and they don't have to send a right to know request or sort of rely on some person we know at some obscure agency to get that data Another problem that many investigative journalists have, and I've done, I've worked a lot with the the legal side of the house over the last several years, and 
is there problems where the data doesn't necessarily exist that cause roadblocks for, for creating these reports that you do? I mean, it's very often, especially in the criminal justice side of the house, where there's just no data. Like the courts don't ask the right questions or it, it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction too much for there to be a consistent way of collecting it. Um, do you encounter that same side with the fiscal policy side of the house? Again, three three weeks in, but I'll, but I'll say just putting my mm-hmm. sort of social scientist yeah. hat on, the data really matters. And the question is, what? how are people asking about this? Just think about COVID-19, right? You know, when the beginning of the pandemic, there were lots of people who were asking questions about who's contracting COVID, who are these people, what are the ages? And so think about it, you know, when doctors and nurses and our frontline workers were treating and trying to do their best to do that, were they really thinking about how to capture this data point and how to do that? So that's really key, you know, and again, New Hampshire runs a lean government. That's just how we've, you know, I used to work in state government and state Senate, and that's just how we operate. Our agencies are not, you know, that's this is a factual statement. Our agencies aren't, you know, bloated with lots of workers that are focusing on this. So it, it's a challenge. Like, like I mentioned, um, we have great connections, but it takes a long time to do that. Or as you mentioned, just the data is not collected, right? Because people aren't thinking, oh, someone's going to want to see this. Because say workers are busy doing, trying to do the best they can for their role, and they're not thinking about the fiscal policy institute coming down six months later and saying, hey, we'd love to see this data because we want to do a tableau of this chart to be able to put that up, right? So right, reporters can be able to look at that and not just rely on our analysis, but say, you know, okay, here's a number of people that are using this program or, you know, using that program. So an always important aspect when you're talking about an organization that works with public policy is funding. So I, I, I have to put it out there. Like, So what, what's the funding model for your organization? And are you looking at, because you're, you're new to this role in the future, changes to how uh, you make sure you, you can expand your team and be able to do this research going forward? Absolutely. So like any nonprofit, we rely on donations. Uh, for regular everyday folks like your uh, listeners, uh, we also are very you know blessed to have great grant support here in the state. The New Hampshire Fiscal, uh, the um, New Hampshire Charitable Foundation is really an incredible resource. They really believe in the work that we're doing. Uh, the Endowment for Health, you know, there's just so many great local foundations that support our work. So it's grants, and then it's also just folks chipping in. You know, a few. Um, uh, it seems like a few days ago, but probably was, you know, two weeks ago, we sent out our sort of end of the year appeal, right? And so we started to see donations come back in online or uh, through the through checks, through the mail. And so that's really how we keep uh, going. We don't get, I think people here, you know, when I started to tell people, oh, I'm taking this new job, they were like, oh, great, you're going to work for the government. It's like, no, this is a non sort of governmental organization. So we don't get any funding um, from the government. Sometimes we'd contract, uh, you know, to do reports. But for the most part, we set our own research agenda based on what we think uh, reporters and policymakers and other stakeholders uh, want. So, you know, if folks want to sort of want to get onto our, our mailing list or want to contribute, they can go to nhfpi.org and they can sign up. Or if they're in a space to be able to give a contribution, we'd appreciate that. Like every other nonprofit in the state, we rely on support. Can you speak to your um, other research organizations that you partner with, State uh, Priorities Partnership and Economic Analysis and Research Network? I'm not familiar with those. I know you're new to this, so I'm not sure exactly how much you know on those partnerships. It would be great to know. Yeah, so there's so there are other organizations. So like I said, we're independent, right? So no one says to us, we should do 
this. We have a great board of directors who say, you know, who might be healthcare policy experts, might be sort of education experts and say, you know, Gene, you should really think about a deep dive on house, right? So we take that into consideration, we do that, but there's no sort of uh, satellite organization or sort of mothership that's sort of saying you will do this. We have great partnerships. So there are other organizations like us uh, in other states, right? There's one in Vermont, there's one in Maine, Massachusetts, right across the across the country. So those are partnerships that sort of, again, helps us see like, you know, you know, what's going on in other places, you know, what are sort of issues that you're seeing, how, and again, like, like anyone, um, you know, I'm not sure if, 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 uh, if, if you do this, but like, what are our peers across the country doing? And, you know, what are issues that maybe we aren't talking about that we should be talking about, right? Uh, when the child tax credit was expanded in um, a few years ago, you saw a lot of organizations like ours talk about that, right? Lifting children out of poverty, that's a really important issue. So again, there was a lot of research uh, about that. So, you know, we have great partners and, and funders, but at the end of the day, you know, we really sort of focus on what our priorities are, what our research agenda is. And we try to, again, not to be repetitive, but think about policymakers, right? We, having worked in the state Senate for a number of years, our legislators, you know, it's really a volunteer uh, job, you know, $100 a year, uh, you know, 100, you know, 25 of you, the Senate president, another speaker, but they don't have, uh, the House members certainly don't have staff, they don't even have offices, but so they really rely on our work to really understand what's going on uh, in the state. So that's a great service that we try to provide and we're going to, you know, again, um, we hear requests all the time. So it's just trying to sort of prioritize and see what makes the most sense uh, for us at any given time. So you, Gene, what is your vision for the future of the organization? I mean, do you, is it basically, can you, the organization's doing great, you want to keep doing it, I know you want to expand the staff, but is, is there a focus, like you talk about um, lifting children out of poverty, COVID-19, like what's the future for the, the data analytics as we leave the public health emergency, as more and more we begin to open up the economy, hopefully to the pre-pandemic levels? Fingers crossed inflation goes down eventually here in, in the coming year. But w what do you look forward to in this role? Well, f first, I, I should say, you know, the outgoing executive director, uh, Emery French, who was in the in the role of executive director for about five years, previously the communications manager for four, has done an incredible job. You know, I, we've this organization has been around since 2009. I was in the state Senate uh as a staff person when the first executive director so i'll be the fourth i am the fourth executive director and there was really one person and he was doing all the all the research all of the research right just doing as much as he could do and all the other administrative work and so emory has done an incredible job of really building um out the organization i said in true new hampshire fashion she's left the wood pile higher than she's found and so she's sort of um, going off taking a much needed pause and being able to sort of uh, figure out what's what's next uh for her uh but i think for me it's sort of looking at we have such a strong foundation because of her leadership and so how do we build on that because as i mentioned there's so much unmet need like as i mentioned in the three weeks i can't tell you how many people have tried to pitch us on what products we need. So in order to do that, we need more people. Right now, we only have one policy analyst and Phil, our research director, right? You know, my, I'm wrapping up a PhD in the next few years on education policy. So my hope is in the, another year or so, once I sort of have gotten things settled on that front to be able to help contribute to the research team. But really the, re the reality is we need more folks to be able to do deep dives. If you've gone to a website, 
You know, you could have many, many pages of research that takes hours and hours to be able to do. So really it's thinking about how can we be more of a resource to policymakers? And again, you know, as someone who lives here, and I, I think a lot about this through the lens of having young kids, I hear policymakers talk about how they want to make a better New Hampshire, right? So we don't advocate for policies per se, but we want to show that here's where our demographics are, right? You know, I think not enough folks know that 60% of all college uh, going students, so folks who are graduating from high school, want to go to college, 60% go out of state. So think about what that means for our economy. Businesses need workers, right? I have friends who work at local chambers across the state, and they say to me that the number one thing businesses need are workers, yet we're shipping folks over. So we need to talk about that stat, and then it's up to policymakers to say, okay, how are we going to remedy this? Because chances are you can't have thriving and expanding businesses if you don't have people who work for them, right? We think about childcare, it's, re- it's expensive. So how can we talk about that? And then it's up to policymakers to take the baton and actually enact policy, hopefully to address uh, the issue. So I think it's really connecting all those threads. I think the Institute has done a, a really great job about that. But I think, you know, again, thinking about the next 10, 20 years, what are the, what's the kind of state that we want to be in and sort of really provide the tools for policymakers and journalists to write about that and really sort of hopefully make a better state, right? Or, and whatever that's in their lane, we're not going to advocate for anything in particular, but basically be able to provide that information. Because I think your regular average everyday person isn't thinking about demographic cliffs happening in the right. state, but that's going to mean lots of things for healthcare for our parents. You know, I say we as in like an older millennial, what that means for parents who don't have access to healthcare with nursing homes that are really bustling or sort of not able to move forward. So those are things that we have to think about, policymakers have to think about. And uh, so that's sort of the hope that, you know, I have is how do we build up the organization to address some of these unmet needs and again, provide that support because it's so key uh, that our policymakers have reliable, high quality, nonpartisan information to be able to enact uh, the change that they're hoping to enact. Awesome. And as we, so we got about a minute and a half left here. I mean, what's, uh, what's something that you think lawmakers should maybe take a look at as they come into the, the term at the beginning of the year as a, as a big priority when it comes to what you guys do? Absolutely. Well, I think there's a, you know, I'll say really, we could talk for another whole, you know, hour about this, but I think it's really, I think about what, when I'm, um, you know, when I'm not wearing the bow tie and I'm hanging out with friends, what they talk about, housing, child care, and education. And so I think that's what people are talking about. So the question is, what is uh, the sort of baseline that we have? And for policymakers, how do we address the high cost of housing and child care? Because again, we talk about, you know, um, my dad was one of nine kids. I was one of three. We have two kids. I can't think of many friends that have more than two kids. That's a challenge that we're going to have. Again, are policymakers thinking about that? I don't know, but they probably should be because it's going to matter um, in 20 years if we don't have enough uh, sort of babies being born or in migration happening to sort of sustain our economy. And so where will we be if you know we're one of the grayest states? That's going to really have policy implications for the state budget, but really for uh, the, effect, uh, the effect of everyday lives when it comes to health care or child care or, you know, um, just housing, right? Where are people living? Gene Martin, the new executive director of the New Hampshire Fiscal Policy Institute, nhfpi.org. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. 
You've been listening to the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead.